I think he is sleeping. Nick is asleep. He woke up like a second ago. But I don't know if he's hearing this or he's just pretending to be asleep right now. I could throw something at him. Or I don't know. Get the microphone cord and poke him with it. I don't know. We're ready to go. Hello. Morning and welcome to uh, RCR podcast number 97, Toyota Noises. I'm Brian. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I'm, pre- I'm present. I'm Nick. I, I things... Are happening it's nice uh we live in a world where yeah things i don't know that's everything's nice hot couch. and everything's dumb and uh i'm making the problem worse with a hard cider cheers mm. oh that's not good oh <laughs> is it beer or is it uh it's truly oh. and this came from ben and like I, I had one truly i liked and this isn't it <laughs> like my whole deal with truly is it's one of the few beverages that's improved with toothpaste you brush your teeth and it tastes better oh. um it's like the orange juice type vibes ugh. <laughs> oh wait no right. orange juice is the opposite. No, it's not that bad but <laughs> oh the aftertaste it just tastes like a just tastes like a nine volt battery <laughs> mm. so i'll start this off with the title it's called toyota noises Yes. My Toyota Sarah, one of like 4,100 in existence at our factory manuals, is making a noise. I just posted on Instagram. I was, we were at Bruce Hens earlier today. And the car, uh, what Bruce had is, uh, I, want what, I want what he has, is uh, a stethoscope with a probe attachment on the end. Instead of like a medical stethoscope that has the circular thing on the end, the little diaphragm, this one has like a probe that you can touch the stuff. I'll bet it's like 12 bucks on Amazon or whatever, but um, you could put it, put your, put it in your ears and touch it to different parts of the engine and hear what's going on inside the engine. So um, that it's making two noises. One is valve train noise, uh, possible like rocker or valve guide or something. And then the other noise it's making is inside the transmission, possibly throw out bearing. Um, we changed the transmission, we changed the gear oil, the manual, tra- or like manual transmission oil. There, there is no transmission oil per se. If you have a manual transmission, you just refer to that as gear oil. Um, so we changed the gear oil. It came out kind of thin and watery. So that may have been the original gear oil that has been sitting in there for 25 years and replace it with fresh stuff. And we also changed the motor oil. Um, 
which, you know, that, that wasn't really an issue. I mean, we put Castrol in it, you know, pick your poison. I don't know. Um, and it was Bruce's diagnosis diagnosis that said, you know, I've heard a lot worse noises than this out of Toyotas that are still running. Uh, just come back to me at next oil change and tell me if the noise has been different. So it may be a case, and this is me bargaining right now. I know it may be a case where the, it's just going to make a noise. The engine just be okay. The engine sat for 25 years because the whole car has like 40,000 miles on it mm. over the course of 25 years. So, okay. It sat for a long time. Maybe the ball bearings instead of the throwout bearing develop flat spots and it's just making a noise. Fix it or not. Bruce was very, very casual about this. He was not worried. Yeah. He said, look, it's, it is what it is for now. If it makes a different noise, then we'll talk about opening stuff up. Um, the plus side is I think you can just swap out a Tercel or Paseo transmission onto that thing. But but again, why would you need a whole new transmission when you just need a throwout bearing? And again, and and plus getting to the valves, it's not like it's going to be a problem. It's a 5E engine. They're just there. So so that's what, what I'm going to do. I'm just going to drive it around. If it If it makes this like rattling noise from time to time, or like rattling noise at like 3000 RPM, it may be a case of, well, live with it. Do you want to spend a couple thousand dollars? You can pay me a few thousand dollars. We can go find this problem or you cannot and just drive an old, it's, it's a five EFE engine. Yes, it's high compression. But as uh, uh, I think I discussed on the Paseo video, the only difference between the five EFE engine and the Sarah's five EFHE is a slightly more aggressive intake cam, thicker connecting rods, and a different balancer to handle the more to, to handle the extra 500 rpm and slightly higher compression that's it and i think with something like that you end up becoming an automotive archaeologist and that you're going on digs to try to figure out what the problems are and where yeah. they originate from and after a certain point the amount of money that you're putting into it really doesn't justify everything that you're doing unless the idea is to get the sales numbers up for when right. you inevitably resell it yeah because um, like I would imagine that other cars that you've sold that have been on RCR two, two, <laughs> yeah, the Paseo and the Falcon all benefited by the, being, uh, the, the pal or the pal. Sorry. Yeah. To be, sorry. To did, no. Why, what did I Cause say? we just did a Paseo. We just, that was the yeah. one that's video. Oh, pal. the Paseo. Yeah. Pal. Yeah, right, yeah. Talking about all um, no, it, it's, uh, they, I would argue that the price probably benefited a bit from having been reviewed, but yeah. we've already done a Sarah. And so, like, obviously, like, maybe, well, I forget if this was, yeah, things. Uh, it, it would have to be, like, in another video in a yeah. way because it is different from the one we reviewed. You know what I mean? It feels totally different than and, the Sarah I, I, I drove originally with the automatic transmission. And this is one of these cases where, like the Honda Accord 6MT, um, with the transmission changes, the whole car, this doesn't happen often, but in the case of, well, in the case of most Hondas, the transmission completely changes the car. Anybody who's in the Hondas knows this even I never drove an, yeah, I did. I think I did drive an automatic fit and it was just like, eh. and I got back into my manual fit. I'm like, this is great. So yeah, th there are situations where the transmission completely transforms the vehicle. And I believe the Sarah is one of these vehicles, obviously, because I paid money to have one. Um, I'm team. The question becomes, 
do I spend a whole bunch of money stopping this rattling noise before I sell it? Eventually, as all cars will be sold, either you die or the car gets sold, one or the other. Um, do I spend a whole bunch of money finding this problem if that may not even be a problem? This is all speculation because I've only had the car a few months. Actually, a month. When did I get back from Atlanta? Yeah, uh, it would have been the end of April, if I okay. remember correctly. Mm. Um, so right, a little more than a month. I had the POW for forever. So the new owner finally picked up the uh, Nissan POW like a week ago, finally. I guess there really is a shortage of uh, car. Huh? It may See, you're seeing in this video, suddenly it got dark. This has been the thing for the past week where it's blaze blistering hot in Pennsylvania. And then here come the clouds and here come the thunderstorms. Yeah, so it's been you're going to see us get bright and dark and bright and dark <laughs> as the day goes on. Yeah. And I'm not turning on these lights no, because it's more heat. Yeah, it's more heat. Even though they're LED lights, it's still heat. Just pretend you're watching a horror podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh oh Tony Airlines and podcast. Hey Tony, yeah oh what, Tony what? is still on the is Tony is still at work. He says it's his go home day, but his flight isn't going to get back to JFK until oh. like eleven at night. It, it says hello from delayed flight to uh -oh. MSP. I have what? no idea what's MSP. MSP people in the chat. What is the airport code? MSP. Hmm. Where is Tony Airlines today? Hmm. I like that one picture I had in Tony's on uh, Tony in his beat on his Instagram uh, that says this is even more uncomfortable than it looks. Some him him hanging his legs out of the beat. Tony's thinking about selling the beat. Really? And I'm kind of like and you're listening to this, Tony, but I'm kind of making this like like a public statement. If you're thinking about selling a sports car that has good value, prices are up right now. Yeah, the price and it's summertime, which is the time to sell a motorcycle, and it's the time to sell a convertible. And he's got one of the most unique beats in the beats in the country. Yes. Yes, it is leaking some oil around um, the valve seats or something, but it's it, it it's a it's he has problems like my Sarah has problems. It has problems, but it doesn't have problems. Yes. It's a Honda. Keep driving it. His has a little oil leak. Mine has no oil leaks. So, but mine makes a noise. His doesn't make any noise, but he has some oil leaks. Um, <laughs> ten grand, no low ballers. Don't waste my time, Tony says. <laughs> well, yeah, he'd get ten grand. Yeah, like if he put if he put his Honda Beat, a track ready Honda Beat, or an autocross ready Honda Beat, because it was what it was used for. Bigger wheels, amazing body kit on that scene. Fucking bride seats in that thing. He puts that on 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 cars and bids. Bam. That's that, that's 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 he has at least a ten grand beat. Yeah, um, it's really and nice. plus the RCR bump. Let's be honest. I mean, it, it was on the show. You, you type in Honda Beat, and his video is like one of the top ones. Yeah, a lot of people, like not just us, but people who've been featured on RCR, have gone on to sell their cars and got. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not saying like a huge, substantial bump, but I think they got like a bit more than they would have gotten mm -hmm. otherwise. Even if it's just like four or five hundred, maybe seven hundred, a thousand dollars in that range, you know, yeah. but. It's something where people recognize. Oh, everybody car. in the chat is saying he's in Minneapolis. Saint yeah, Paul. Minneapolis, St. Paul. There was also somebody else in the comments who, were, who was mentioning about the sound that they hope it's not Uncle Rodney. No, um, it's not Uncle Rodney. So, like, even before Bruce got his stethoscope out, he's like, that's not a rod knock. Mm. If it was a rod knock, it would be slap, 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 slap. He says, this is something that's. Hmm. Eh. 
Yeah, from the regular chat, uh, Heavy Tracker says, I bought a car that ran and drove back in February with 119,000 miles for $1,000. Guy had 2,000 miles on it. Was going to pay that, but oh, he talked himself down. That's great when a seller talks themselves down. It's I, wonder like, what All right. car, I wonder what the car was. Um, Heavy Tanker in the chat, hit us up um, or hit us with the follow up. But yeah, mm. uh, it's. I would imagine that at some point, um, is it going to become sort of like a, not a gimmick, but a trend? Raise Nick's volume. I, I had the microphone away farther oh, away okay. than it usually is. So let's just try this. Oh, but, Tony Airlines. Uh, uh, check on me. 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 I'm pretty much eating the mic now. Ch ch check. Check. Check on me. Brian. Brian. Nick. Brian. Nick. Nick, Brian, 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 Beepus. I'm gay. Well timed. Like, so who's louder? Someone says 10 4, good buddy. Another person said maybe a little less, Brian. A little less, Brian. A little less, me. A little less, me. I will do. One line down on uh, the mixer on me. Brian Puente says, don't you hate it when people write your name brain? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and that's like a teacher dad joke. They should call you brain. <laughs> Why didn't you get a 100? <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, I know. So hot, lot. I'm dumb. Uh, yeah, right. Like I'm losing it out here. I'm I'm it's hard out here in this heat, but I can't it's sapping me of every good night's rest that I hope to have. Oh, yeah, because it's drains on you. Yeah. I mean, last night, I don't like sleeping with the air conditioner on. It's just the noise. Yeah, I have to now. You have to. You have no choice. Yeah. Um, I don't have air conditioning. I just have a bunch of fans because oh, the man. windows will not hold an air conditioner man. where I live. They're too so, small. Yeah, and it, a tiny one, but like for that, you know, mm. I don't know. I just have it all fanned up, like rigged, and mm -hmm. so so it's just like I'm star fishing in bed mm. and just. Also, I take a shower before bed, so I'm at least like a little cool, mm -hmm. you know, so I go in. Uh, but yeah, it's just really getting out of hand and we're supposed to be getting some serious showers in the days to come. Um, yeah. Humidity is supposed to break Friday. Like it's supposed to get down to, there's the sun again. Yeah. Uh, it's supposed to get down to like a high of like 78, 79. Yeah. That's kind of, that's nice. 79 during the day and like 59 at night. Nice. Like I'm reading the thermostat there on the wall. It's 82 degrees in here right now. Yeah. In my place it's 86, which Hell. it's, I don't know. It it is what it is. It's every summer. It's like I go inside and somehow it's worse than it is outside. But yeah. this time it's not really the case. Like inside, it's actually like nicer. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, I was in my. I don't know if I mentioned this on the last podcast, but it's kind of. Well, it's vaguely interesting to me. But there's my Mustang. Yeah. And right in front of it is a Mustang Mach E, that was same color and everything. Uh, not right now. Oh. Um, yeah, I just mean in my neighborhood. And it's like, what a weird neighborhood to have this new pricey Mustang. And then, you know, 
because I don't really see a lot of new cars in my area. And then I'm just walking past, like I go on my walks and I ended up like walking by this McDonald's and there was a Maserati parked out in front of there. And it's just so bizarre. And then, you know, there were these little kids driving a Power Wheels Porsche and then they Mm -hmm. stopped and opened the car door to let the dog in and the dog got in and they were like moving around. It was like the most car. They let the dog into the Power Wheels? Yeah. It was delightful. It was the cutest possible thing. But it brings me to the idea that like, I think even though we're at a point where it's recommended that you don't buy more new cars due to, you know, the prices of new and used cars, both skyrocketing, I find it interesting that Ford is going with $22,000 for the Maverick, which sort of dovetails, I think it's the IDI diesel uh, review where we talk about how they don't make small trucks anymore. Yeah. And this is something where like the minute I saw it, like I am not a truck guy, but I told you this at the cafe that I was like, I kind of like this. And for 22, I'm like, I could swing that. Yeah. Let's get get on the press car thing. Yeah. 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 We can get a press car. Ford, Ford, Ford. 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 Um, I I have a book of contacts because the Automotive Press Association sent their 2021 like uh, book of contacts, mm-hmm. and so it's just like all these different things. And I'm like, oh great, new people to email because it's weird. Like we already got like a no from Stellantis, which I'm like, it's which the, is the new FCA. Yeah, for better or worse. And so I don't know. Well, I mean, if they're going to start branding their cars Stellantis cars, you know, it's like that's going to be super weird. The Stellantis mallet, but well, I don't even know. It's just weird. The uh, Stellantis, th- yeah. It sounds it all Blade Runner, yeah, and, <laughs> and like maybe like like G, uh, like a GTA brand car, yeah. The my Batsu Thunder. <laughs> yeah, I, I I used to I had the box set of the GTA soundtracks, and I wish they came with the little. Oh wait, no, they did. They came with like the little uh, radio ads, mm-hmm. and they had the whole like thing out there. And I listened to the thing for the my Batsu Thunder because it sounded like such a plausible car brand. Uh, you know, it's just they're doing a Maverick hybrid. That's interesting. Are they now? It says in the regular chat. I mean, there's a lot of like automotive news that came out this week, like the whole Elon Musk canceling the uh plaid plus trim of the um the model three i want to say i forget Uh, but people had already laid down money for pre-orders on this absurd thing and then he tweeted out canada united kingdom mexico in that order with like so that it lined up to say come I'm like, this is the richest man in, in on, on one of the richest is men he on earth. These himself, or does he have like someone writing these for them? Mm. What has Rogan ever broached that subject? Are you writing your own tweets? Yeah. Am I, God, I mean, or, or does he have like like a 14 year old on staff who's yeah. just like tweet as me? Because he, like, is he really making his own Dogecoin photoshops? Right. Does the, he have time to mess around there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Mm. <laughs> oh, content. Uh, I said a Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thursday. What am I going to do? I think there's a hiker who wants me to help him slack. <laughs> slack pack from Port Clinton to Eckville Shelter tomorrow. 
Well, better than uh, housing them here. Yeah. Oh, right. That was a. That was that was a Jay Leno segue. Line me up to tell the story. So everybody is trying to tell the story of stuff I did. <laughs> I hosted two Appalachian through hikers two nights ago here, and uh, they taught like I told them I've never hosted through hikers before. I have two spare rooms. Normally they're for podcast guests uh, or friends when they stay over. You're welcome to them because they were trying to get a hotel room in the Port Clinton area and there was none. So, which is a combination of, you know, hotels around here operating at like limited capacity on top of there's a whole bunch of uh, construction. Like there's a big state project being done at the intersection of 61 and 78 uh, in Hamburg. And it is my assumption that maybe some of the managers or team leaders are staying there permanently. And the only hotel is the microtel. So they just have like permanent rooms there. So as far as like hikers coming through or other people on vacation, it's hard to find a room. So I said, look, I have two spare rooms. If you want to try them out, pay me whatever a hostel would pay. And they're like, okay. Um, and what I learned is that the hiker stink is so strong that even after a even after showering, my bed still the the, the guests the two, my two guest beds still stank after that. So I had to wash all the bedding. It's not really their fault. They've been hiking like you know twenty miles a day in heat with no shower. Imagine that. Imagine that one yeah. thing. You hike twenty miles in heat. Yeah. And then you go to bed. In your clothes. In your clothes. Or it's still swampy. You may have a second set of clothes that you change into just for sleep, but you have a sweaty, oily body yeah. that's getting into a kind of clean pair of clothes. You're like armor alled in your own filth. Yeah. It's just like, what are you supposed to do about that? Yeah. That and like you've been carrying this bag full of stuff that like there's nowhere to get rid of any of it once yeah. you use it. Yeah. You know? Everything smells like you. And Hiker stink is a special kind of bacteria. It's probably what a real human being smells like. Yeah. Like you talk about middle ages or before people showered all the time. This is probably just the natural odor of people just expelling sweat and bacteria yeah. and dirt. And you can, you and you, and you bathe in a river or wherever you can. Yeah. They certainly so, don't have that Elon Musk. <laughs> so they took two one thing that i kind of wasn't expecting i thought they would shower the second they got here and then they didn't nope. and that was kind of like hey guys <laughs> they're there like getting their groceries together because i got all their groceries from wally world and and i'm like i kind of wanted to say actually at one point i did have a request like can you bump up your shower because <laughs> i can smell you from two rooms away and they're yeah. like oh i'm sorry so then they they did kind of like get their I gave them some of my clothes like here you can take a shower wear these clothes just wash all your stuff but it's not just their bodies that stink it's their packs that stink it's their food bags that stink it's their hiking poles the poles themselves that they hold with their hands smell their shoes forget about it they're outside you have the old Instagram stories of me trying to get hiker stink out of shoes in fact I did it it's a commercial grade general purpose cleaner lavender scent Mm. But that was after soaking them in that in a bucket, like 20 to one. Let's like 
one one part cleaner, 20 parts water, just pretty much pour like a cup in, fill the rest yeah. of the bucket and let them soak in it overnight. Oh, and anything to kill the bacteria. But did you know it was that or was it the accumulation of having like weakened the scent over multiple periods of trying everything? Yeah, and they then were you like get down to the last thing. There was soap and water that didn't do it. Upholstery cleaner that didn't do it. It did something. There was a big jump when I went to the uh, commercial cleaner mm. that did it. And I, I know people said, put them in a plastic bag, put it in the freezer, freeze them. And I'm like, that's introducing stink. That's bringing the shoes into the house. Yeah. That's why I was hesitant to do that. It's that Seinfeld yeah. with the the rental car or, yeah. or, or with like the body Jerry's car. Jerry's yeah. car. It's like mm -hmm. whoever did this, it just it's B.O. It's ruined. I think uh, Rabbit, that one guy who's on like Vin Wiki a lot, I think he had a vehicle like a Corvette or something that stank or something like that. And it smelled so bad that they did strip the interior, mm. like carpets out everything. And they're like, the smell is in the metal. Oh, it feels like geez. that bad. I'm like, there's no curing this. Yeah. Torch the car. <laughs> Which, Man. by the way, the shoes are still out there. You can't wear them and actually be comfortable because, you know, there's like four or 500 miles on these shoes. Yeah. And the, 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 um, the foam is all gone. So I don't know. I'll throw them in the outdoor fireplace and burn them or something like that. You could throw them up on a power line, trick people into thinking it's a drug neighborhood. Why would I'm not buying any houses in this neighborhood? <laughs> I don't need to drive down housing prices. Although That's that true. would be a move. That would be the move. Yeah. Housing prices are insane right now. Yeah, they are. So these guys were good. They paid me like 35 bucks each for a shower and place to sleep and did the laundry and they were cool. In fact, one of them did like a fife and like like not marching band, but like like uh, Irish style, or, or is that Celtic style? Um, so we actually talked a little bit about marching band stuff, and she told me her drum has snares on both the top head and the bottom head, so that was neat. And she actually was hiking with her drumsticks, and she says, "Here's my drumsticks. Don't click them together. You might break them because they're mm. very high tent. Something about the wood, and they were very 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 light sticks." So it was a fun, it was a fun night, but I, then I kind of like worried about them. So I didn't really sleep that much that night. So I don't know how often I'm going to be doing this, like hosting hikers. Like I'd have to like either shuttle them already beforehand, hang out with them a little bit before I even mention that I have spare rooms for hikers because I've met some people who were on, who thought that hiking the Appalachian trail will cure their mental illness. Not in so many words, but they were clearly going through some shit. And hiking the trail is just a distraction, just like beer or any other drug. Yes, it's healthy, but you can also make the AT unhealthy by drinking or, you know, acid. <clears throat> You're not getting any cocaine around here. Maybe meth. But, but anyway, so oh, that's my story about hiking uh or hosting at hikers i wonder if people bang on the at they fucking do <laughs> they bang like vikings they there's all sorts of stories oh there's a term on the at it's called pink blazing pink blazing that okay. sounds so sinister yeah um okay so when you're hiking on the appalachian trail uh 
you follow the white blazes, which are just little yeah. lines on the trees. Yeah. The, the white ones universally mean Appalachian Trail. Blue blazes indicate going is, is a spur off the trail, usually going to a water source or a shelter. Then the term blaze, like Watergate, gets applied to other things. Mm. Yellow blazing means you're cheating. You got into a car and drove ahead a ways and then got back on the trail. You followed the yellow lines on the road. Mm. Yellow blazing. Um, platinum blazing is a pejorative term for people who have money on the trail who instead of staying at a at a shelter for a while, if there's a road, they will call a shuttle and take it to the nearest hotel and clean and indicating they have a platinum card and are yeah. paying for, they are paying their way. They are hiking the entire Appalachian Trail, but if money can solve a problem, by God, it will. Yes. Platinum blazing. Pink blazing is the nasty occurrence of a thirsty, gross man hiking very fast to catch up to a girl he thinks he could get with. Eee. So it's kind of the hiking version of simping. Ugh. So, or like stalking. Yeah, well, yeah. 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 No wonder it's, it sounds sinister because it is. It's very much like, ugh. Yeah. I can't imagine with the smells and the, you know. Dude, I'll bet it's one of the greatest, like, I'll bet it's like, in like a weird way, it may be the greatest pussy a man could get because it's like dungeon. <laughs> it's like warrior pussy. Yeah. Because imagine like, you know, not to take a queer queer reading on this, but even though even though I'm gay, I found like this one time I picked up a hiker and she was in fantastic shape. Mm. Like she was definitely an athlete and she'd been hiking all day and she just needed a ride to Wally world and just, you know, resupply at Wally world. Yeah. And she has freaking shoulders and like traps mm. and stuff like that. And she's been working all day and motherfucker. She smells like good stock. <laughs> this is good genes. <laughs> We will make superior babies. <laughs> and it's like, holy shit, this is your natural thing to want to, I must combine our juices. Yeah. And I'm like, I know exactly what's happened. Like, holy shit, this is, this is primordial programming right here. Yeah. It's Dude, awakening big something. Big thighs, big calves, straight teeth bilateral symmetry. She looks like a, like a, like a Nord from Skyrim. So I can, fuck yeah it awakens the atavistic impulses yeah. in in like the human body yeah you know he's like what are you supposed to well i mean but also it, it would just be strange to me because it's like i am always under the assumption that sex is like the farthest thing from anyone's mind um at any given time even mm -hmm. though i know that's usually not the case but i mean in terms of like if i'm in a room with a person like, I'm not really thinking about it. I don't think they're really thinking about it either. And so, like, if you're confronted with this almost, like, you know, weird sort of, um, like, sudden attraction, you know, it's almost like, 
it's not something that you broach just due to the nature and context of the meeting. Yeah. Like I can't imagine pink blazing because I saw someone that I thought was attractive, thought could cat, I could catch up with them. And, and now then, I'm hiking like crazy for 15 miles. Yeah. Trying to walk at a faster pace than what they are walking in the hopes I can catch up to them in a day or two. Yeah. That's just so like gross. I mean, we all know me. the stories of people who will wait for years and years and years. I mean, the, what the, that movie, something about Mary, uh, like yeah. well, people will simp for a greater part of their lives for like one girl yeah. that said that were, that was nice to them once, like three years <laughs> ago. Yeah. Oh man. Crazy stuff. It's dark again. It is dark again, but uh, hey, what are you going to do? Certainly yeah. not going to turn on any hot lights. I'm not trying to be sitting under the baking Ugh. lamp like a fast food sandwich. So we're just going to. I guess we could like get this. into like. Uh, oh, yeah. Super chats. I completely forgot about chats. that. Gave him enough time to, um, you know, get a little bit of a leeway. Nick Yabob. First up, I think. Uh. Uh. No, that was last week. Nikki, <laughs> yeah, Bob. Nick, Nick, Gabriel Groncher. First podcast I've caught live. Have a drink of your choice on me. Thank you. Mm. I would have another drink. See, it's at the point where you have one truly. Like my first sip of truly, this sucks. But by the end of it, you know, it's, it's 5%. So you're like, oh, this isn't so bad. I could have another. But I got to go work out after this in the gym i'm not going running in this seat but yeah but but thank you i will have a drink later on you thank you thank you pm melling says hi brian and nick what's the automotive equivalent of the british k class ah, down the rabbit hole reference uh what is the automotive equivalent of the british k class submarine down the rabbit hole reference hold on let me get my phone i'm gonna ask that to fred yeah i wouldn't even begin to know how to answer this question and I watched the episode. It was very good, very uh, dramatic. Um, but yeah. They... Let's see if he actually responds in like a voice text. Hopefully he's online. Yeah. Where is he? Hello, Fred. I am live on my podcast right now. We have a question here. It says, hi, Brian and Nick. What is the automotive? And this is from P. Melling 2293 on YouTube. What is the automotive equivalent of the British K-class submarine in reference to the new down the rabbit hole? And OK, so the British K-class submarine, something that was rushed into service. We're going to solve this problem with the other problem and it's going to work. We swear we're going to like a problem that people stuck with. It's mm. like, it's kind of fast, I guess, but it's not. So the goal here is to find a car that was rushed into service and was supposed to solve a problem that could have been solved some other way, something that's too big it's too big and it meets the specifications required, but is full of problems. So we've got, uh, 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 so I was about to go Mazda RX-8, but that's not small. And, you know, because it was the last instance of the rotary. 
you know, cries in apex seals. And everybody who says you're thinking about buying a rotary, don't. Um, no one liked them. They were more a car that's more dangerous to its occupants. So it's going to be a car that's more dangerous to its occupants than it is to other people. A car more dangerous to its occupants than other people. Um, I don't know. Pinto? Well, nah. I was, yeah, I could. I was going to say the AMC Eagle, strangely enough, because it was made to sort of like fix the issue of how, I don't know, it was made to fill like a market that wasn't being serviced. The Suzu Rodeo, I think. That could work. Let me look at that, because that was one of the worst rollover rates of any SUV, I think. Suzu Rodeo, yeah. I think that was one of it. Hmm. Um, let me see. I'm going to their Wikipedia. I don't know. Pontiac Aztec. Yeah. It was. It was a design by the design by committee. Rodeo ninety one uh, three door Amigo Rodeo Sport. See, their Wikipedia doesn't say anything about rollover problems. But I remember them having a big problem with with rollover rates. Had a great rodeo. The rodeo had Dodge Neon because the interior has asbestos in it. What, like the original one? I don't know. Um, yeah, someone said the, the two door Explorers, like the rollover era Ford Explorer. Yeah, that could be a thing. Like, there's no reason for it to have two doors. The whole body style didn't change. I mean, it's funny because like people aren't really going to have a frame of reference unless they go and watch Fred's new video, which yeah. I highly recommend doing anyway, because it's a very interesting narrative and it's told in a really compelling fashion. I mean, all his videos are, but I mean, mm -hmm. this one felt more dramatic than most. So mm -hmm. that's very cool. There's the Chevy Corvair. To say, oh, it's going to spin and they're very dangerous and, and Ralph Nader and everything. But people who own them said that's that's incredibly over like uh over exaggerated and the yeah. documented evidence isn't there as opposed to the k-class submarine which the documented evidence clearly is there that's more dangerous to itself than other people yeah um I mean, it's not a car the the honda super blackbird 1000 double x that's more dangerous to the owner. Of course, you can make that for a lot of fast motorcycles. Okay, after a lot of thinking here, uh, I'm going to go with the Isuzu Rodeo, an SUV from the 90s and the early 2000s, being one of the most rollover-prone SUVs ever made. It's not worth a whole lot. It has not a lot of prestige. They... A lot of suckers bought them, and no one really wants them now. They're kind of an embarrassment. The Suzu Rodeo. There we go. Good question. Thank you, P. Mellings. Nice. Thank you. Um, Gabriel Groncher says... Oh, wait, no. That was the... Uh... Oh, wait, no. You, you asked the second one. Oh, Gabriel Goshenauer, I want to say. Hey, Roman, I'm going to... Hey, Roman, I'm a delivery driver, and I also have insomnia. 
Your RSR stories help me with both <laughs> in a good way. Uh, thanks a million to the both of you. Uh, thank you so much for the kind words. I do enjoy doing them. Um, my thing is always racking my brain over the next subject because there's one that like, there's always one that I have to do and one that I want to do. And so like, the one that I want to do is Fordlandia, which was which is Henry Ford's sort of uh, America town that he built in Brazil, that ended up with like a workers' revolt and all these other things because they hated the American food and the whole, you know, just there were a host of other problems. But and then the one that I have to do is Life and Death of Saab because people have been asking me to do that one for years. The thing is, people always say like, well, life and death is so, ooh, that'll be interesting. And then like, no one ever really explains why. And I'm thinking, I'm struggling to think of what about Saab itself is inherently interesting, but other than the cars, obviously, and the fact that it died, <laughs> but, and then the other problem with it is like, I know me. And so I'm going to have to find somebody who can teach me how to pronounce all the names that I'm going to have to know how to pronounce. Otherwise I'm going to get profoundly self-conscious about how I'm pronouncing them. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I'd also, I don't know. There's a host of different stories that I'd like to do. Um, you know, 1955 Le Mans, uh, the story of Randy Lanier, the um, Formula One racer who got sent to prison for drug smuggling. Um, and any of a host of other like defunct automotive brands. I mean, I could do video after video about dead automotive brands. The problem is that a lot of those will cross over, you know. Um, is it legal for me to mail a package that doesn't have my name on it? How so? I got a text from a through hiker that says, I don't need a ride, but I was unable to get to the post office before it closed. Can I pay you money to mail a package to me? So he wants to bounce a package up the trail huh. to the next post office, but it's not my package. It's someone else. The only thing that I have as a frame of reference for this is a movie that I watched last week called Dead Man Down, where Colin Farrell has the love interest mail a package for him, and she does. Yeah. But do screenwriters know whether that's legal or not? You yeah. know, it's like one of those things where you can't be using movies to figure out what's legal. People in the isn't. chat are saying, uh, just put my address, but I don't want this guy to know where I live. No. Because don't he's you have gonna a PO box. I do have a PO box, and provided that it's not a huge package. You know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sounds sketchy. I know exactly what he's doing. He's bouncing his mail drop. The package is going to be full of. Well, that's the thing. What if there's drugs in it? Yeah, and then that's the thing. And I'm attached to this. Yeah, and you're doing it for someone that you don't know. And what tangible benefit is there? to you other than the brief hit of like, I think I would have to say, can you open this package and verify every single thing that there was no drugs in this? Yeah. yeah. Which they'll think, Oh, he won't get in trouble. I'll just send him the picture and Oh no, I'm going to go to the, oh, where he is. He's at the pavilion right now. All right. So yeah. I can go to the pavilion and say, open this thing up. I'll come with my tape gun. I'll tape it back up. Yeah. And say, I, I want to see everything that's in this. That there's no drugs in this. Yeah. 
And if there's, if my, if my people in the chat said the UPS, then they wouldn't be able to open it without a warrant. Uh, PO boxes, a return address would work. Uh, use the address of the post office, save no and save yourself. the trouble. I just yeah, texted him and said, is this legal? I would say no and save myself the trouble because honestly, like, wouldn't it be the dumbest thing in the world if you got in legal trouble over something with some person you didn't know that you didn't even really feel like doing, but you kind of almost feel like you have to because you're like the through. Uh, he said, guy? absolutely. Sending back my 20. Oh, he's mailing his 20 degree sleeping bag. I know what he's okay. He's sending back my 20 degree sleeping bag. You can inspect it. We'll need box from post office in any event. So he has no box. Okay, well, I have plenty of Amazon boxes. If you want to feel decent, you can give him a box, just not send it, and then he can find someone else to send it, but at least you gave him a box, and you can feel okay about that. What I don't get is that, like, where is there not a post office? Because even, like, if Here's what's typing, happening. The, the port, he's at the Port Clinton. He's in Port Clinton. That post office doesn't open till like, 10 a.m. Mm. He's probably waking up at 5.30 a.m. and hitting the trail. Because the idea is you hike before it gets hot. Mm. So, and of course, when you're hiking, you just go to bed when the sun goes down. So he'll be in bed by, like, 9. Yeah. So you wake up at 5, and you get to hiking. Yeah. So, well, you wake so up he's done. So it's hot now. He doesn't need his heavy sleeping bag. So he's mailing it back home. Mm. So you bring him the box, you inspect the thing going into the box, you put it in the box, and then you immediately take the box to the post office. So that there's yeah. no like chicanery where you leave and suddenly there's like, I know that it's bad to kind of immediately be suspicious of everything, yeah. but it's like, that's just kind of what it's like around here sometimes. Like, yes, we are a lot of people are very friendly and open and unlocked doors mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But oftentimes you're trying to not get taken advantage of because there have been stories. And when you hear one of them, it's very easy to plug yourself into mm -hmm. that scenario where you're the victim of something that you didn't intend on happening. And so I don't, I would do I need to have my name uh, that, that doesn't even that's not even a point you're still on camera with this box at the post office whether my name is on it or not yeah um i mean yeah, yeah. so if it clearly is just a sleeping bag i'm mailing it home guys getting off trail i don't even have to go to my post office uh I can go to the one in Port Clinton tomorrow when it's open because they know all about hiking stuff. Yep. I'm, I'm Googling now for can you mail something for someone else? Yes, you can. You can ship on behalf of anyone. However, it will be your ID that's required. You may not, however, under any circumstances, pick up a package unless it's for you and matches your ID. Mm -hmm. So, um, same email. Okay. Just some saying, I'm wondering if I should use my name for the return address, their name, CO, or something. Um, I don't know. It, it appears to be uh, okay. Um, All yeah. right. I just text him, okay. I'll bring him a box and, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, all I got to do is. Go to Portland tomorrow. So this, he says he's, 
text me when you get to the pavilion. All right. Mm. So this podcast, or at least I'm going to split once ever, once he gets there, he says he's going to be there six ish, which means he may not get to get to get there till seven. Huh. You know, okay. I think we can do with some, uh, light here. So possibly, yeah, it's not going to get any lighter because the rain is on the way. Now we get to play the game of have this fan go until it makes too much noise. Anyway, where were we? Channel monetization. Um, uh, link 87. Thank you for your generous donation. Hey, guys, I asked last week about the Ranger or Camry, and I was asking I was asking on the front of which what? And I was asking on the front of which would you like to review? If you're ever in Oklahoma City, I'd love to have you go grab a beer. Don't know when we're traveling next. Yeah, no idea. No idea. Uh, um, I w of course we'd love to do. Well, we already did a Ranger, and we already did a whole bunch of cameras. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna put nitrous on a camera and just see what happens. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so well, thank you. Um, you know how to submit them now. We have a website dedicated to that. The the ad for that website in the beginnings of the video keeps uh getting more and more distorted and i'm doing it until justin Pernash says hey you may want to put it in so it's legible now so people <laughs> actually know to go there so who knows yeah. oh that reminds me uh justin has an assignment for us hmm. i like the way you said uh. <laughs> um which we can probably do while we podcast this cool um we would like, he wants to have a brand story of RCR, which means how did you get started doing RCR and just condense it into like a paragraph? I mean, I'm sure like you could literally look up like something online where you gave like a, a like an interview that was then transcribed of how you got started, copy paste, my own words, boom. It's just, you know. Right. Uh, edit, however. Um, I told Justin I'd have some. I'd have something for him by tonight. Oh, here uh, I will write it right now on your but, phone. Yes, I you can do that. Uh, well, I mean, it's, fat, well, it's like I'm older. I don't know how to type on the phone. I just yeah. notice how, like, when I'm always typing on the phone, I'm doing this. I'm I'm doing it in voice, and then I fix it. It's amazing. I remember this one professor I had in freshman year in college in the year 2000. <laughs> she had a personal data assistant and one of those keyboards that folded like an accordion. And she would yeah. unfold this keyboard and put a personal data assistant. And she would like, when we would do presentations, I forgot what class. Every, like, like at least 33% of all classes in college require some sort of presentation in front of the class. So we were doing some sort of presentation in front of the class. And she was there on this tiny little keyboard going clack, 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 clack on this little like Game Boy thing. And I guess she emailed it from that. Mm. Did PDAs, you have to ask lazy game reviews, did yeah, PDAs no in the year 2000 have internet access or some early, early version of Wi-Fi? I feel like they, I want to say they did, but I 
don't know enough to be able to say for sure. Or did you have to plus, plug, plug it into like the... a SCSI port? <laughs> like serial port? <laughs> Bless you. As I turn toward you to sneeze. Um, <laughs> uh, and then get your data from there. And then what would it like deliver the files as? Like, like rich text format or TIFF? I don't know. So link 87. Okay, we answer your question. Thank you. Yonkin 9001P with CLP, whatever CLP denomination is, says make it chain driven. Oh, make my Toyota Sarah chain driven. The front wheel drive car that it is where the transmission is literally by the wheels. Okay. Good question though. Kate White or Case White says, finally, I catch a live stream. Love you guys so much. You make me feel fine with not being a super fancy person. Now take my money. Okay. Thank you. Like your avatar. That took a while for the first refresh. Refresh. Of course, the hiker would said, absolutely mail this package for me. Yes. But if it literally is a stinky bag, then so be it. Was well, that really the only people who did like Super Chats? Possibly. Um, yeah, I guess. Okay. The spawn. Spawn. My dick is... Oh, wait. Kate White again says... Case White says, hey, more money. I have a 92 two-wheel drive forerunner and wanted to get a 1980 sports car. Any suggestions? Yes, Celica. Um, any suggestions? I'm heavily thinking on a Mitsubishi Starion. No, you want a Celica. Uh, but those damn 2.6 liter I4 engines are unreliable as hell. Yeah, and they're boosted on top of that with crappy head gaskets. You want a Celica. You want an 80s Celica. It'll be fantastic. Team Toyota. For those listening, I'm pointing out my shirt that says TRD. So a bunch of people said they did a super chat. Okay, why isn't it showing up here in this? Maybe if I navigate away and look at supers again. Huh. Maybe if I close the tab and open a new tab, I can then see all the super chats. And I close that tab, open this tab. Channel monetization. No, it ends with Case White being the last person. Hmm. Dumb. Well, uh, scroll up just through the live stream, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. One more time, trying to make it. Nope. Okay. A bunch of people did one. Yep, there's Ben Fiddle. Okay, where's the last Kate Ace? Yeah, there's Tristan Green. There's Kyle Thompson. And it ends with Dr. Lug. So Kyle Thompson, that's as far as up as I can scroll. If I go pop out chat, can I scroll up more? Ends with Derek, Bob. Kate Weiss again. Okay. Popping out the chat so shows even less. So we're going to start with Kyle Thompson. 
499, no question, thank you. Boris Karloff, hello. 2007 Matrix with a five speed is the new daily. Cool. Mile per gallon out the ass, as it should be. Also, hello, gents. I was roused awake by the notification sound. Keep cool and carry on. I appreciate you showing up at every single one of these, Boris. Thank you so much. And good choice with the two set, uh, 2007 Toyota Matrix. A new Maverick versus old Maverick. These are completely different cars. One is a modern pickup truck, and the other is was supposedly the replacement for the Pinto. Uh, would be amazing. Well, <laughs> new Maverick versus old Maverick. That's like, here's a refrigerator and here's my dad's dick. Let's compare the differences <laughs> between these two things. Tristan Green says, beer for Bruce. I think Bruce's go-to beer is like Labatt Blue. That's what he likes. Um, who's calling me? Possibly a hiker. Yeah. Hello. Hi, is this Eddie? Yeah, this is Eddie. Um, and you do shovels, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, how many people can you see in your car? Uh, I have a 2004 uh, Subaru Forester, so... One driver and uh, four passengers. You know, three people would have to sit in the back seat. Okay, cool. Um, I was wondering is I was wondering if you could possibly uh, give us a ride from Port Clinton to Pottsville tomorrow night. Tomorrow, okay. Uh, tomorrow, what time are you thinking? Um, around seven o'clock. Seven in the morning. Oh, PM. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, do I have a piece of paper in front of me? Hold on. No, you're going to, if, if I do that, the rear suspension, it's been done before. If I do that, the rear suspension is going to be riding on the bump stops. Okay. Got it. Do you mind if I give you a call back then? Okay, sure. No problem. Uh, there's another, there's another shuttle guy in Port Clinton. His name is Kevin. Unfortunately, I don't have his number, but if you're rolling into Port Clinton tomorrow, uh, you go to Port Clinton barbershop, AKA Frank's barbershop. And, yeah. uh, there's a guy there named Kevin. He's usually hanging out. He's super cool. And I I think he just drives another normal car. I think it's a, like a Toyota Camry hybrid, which also is, you know, a five passenger car. So if you got six people, um, mm -hmm. it may be a case where you'd have to like double us up, you know, call Eddie yeah. and Kevin at the same time. Say, hey, we got to do two cars or something like that. Okay, I got you. Yep. All right. I'll give you a call back. All right. Thanks, man. Have a good night. Bye. And that's what shuttling hikers is like. Hmm. I am finally done writing the thing. All right. So. Oh, that was cool.
Yeah. Uh, regular car reviews was born of the contempt towards low effort automotive content that Hell didn't yeah. provide anything more than a surface level understanding of what a car is. RCR is focused on observing the peculiarities of the drivers that certain cars attract. This bizarre parody of car shows focuses on automotive analysis, test drives, car history, and social commentary, all wrapped in comedic observations about human nature, Pennsylvania subculture, and uh, bodily functions. Just trust us, it's worth checking out. Granted, if you're here, you probably already know what this show is all about, in which case, welcome to the homepage for regular car reviews. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure like he'll probably want dates in there. Like we've yeah. been doing this since time immemorial or yeah. since this page or the RCR has written for blah, 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 and has been featured on that yeah. kind of thing, which I mean, it's kind of weird now in 2021 to like boast about, I've been featured on this website, knowing that our YouTube channel gets more hits than probably those websites. Well, okay. I mean, well, Jalopnik is still like the king, yeah, that's but a, yeah. yeah. And uh, hey, they were the ones who kind of like yeah. got us going. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's nice to think about. Ugh. Uh, Tristan Greens, you know what? I should have just told that guys, you know, I can just do two trips. You're not really going that far. Yeah. I always get Pottsville and Pottstown confused, which yeah. is always my issue. So I'm like, oh, because one is a nothing trip and the other is like a considerable drive. Yeah. Um, and you also have to take into consideration that, I mean, at least last I heard, the weather is not going to be great tomorrow. Yeah. But that's probably well, why they went to ride in the first better. place. Like people calling ahead for the next day. Then yeah. I get a call and like, like, hey, can you pick me up? Yes, I can. All right, I'm here. Okay, where are you? I don't know. I don't I know. I got off the trail. You should know. <laughs> like, I'm in front of the firehouse. Like, okay, that means you're probably in Port Clinton. Yes. Or like, I'm at, I'm on the highway. Okay, so that either means Highway 61 or Route 183. I'm like, eh. I need like a stand for you or something like that. Uh, it's all right. I should have gotten one on my own. But the problem is, is that like, A, I know me and I'm you not. You can use my wooden stand over there. Wooden stand? Oh, I see it. Yeah, like that's the stand that I use to like prop uh, uh, thing when I do money for the government. Nice. Taxes. Um, of an enemy stand. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Well, not enemy, but you know. Yeah. Uh, here we go. This is, I mean, two I think pieces of wood nailed together. <laughs> anyway, so we got a million super chats, and I guess I'm going to keep going. Oh, rock and roll. Um, beer for brew. My phone's ringing again. This is the greatest. <laughs> Hello? Hey, Eddie. Hey, what's up? This is, this is Achilles. I got a question. Yep. Think you could possibly slack pack us in the morning? Uh, slack pack you tomorrow morning? Um, I could, but, but I don't wake up at the hours you do. Uh, I work in media, so I'm kind of on West coast time, which means I don't really get out of bed until nine in the morning. So, gotcha. so okay. I, and you guys wake up with the sun. <laughs> so, yeah. um, sorry, I don't think I'm the, I'm the guy cut out for that job, but to your request yesterday of getting from Port Clinton to Pottsville, it's not really that far away and doing two trips isn't out of the question by car. It's at most 20 minutes. 
So okay. you could take half the people, turn around, come back, get the rest from the pavilion. Okay. And um, how much would you think that would cost? Two trips, 10 bucks. Per trip or overall? You know, honestly, it's probably like overall. I mean, I could ask for 20 and that would probably be all right. But literally when you see what we're doing, it's like we're just staying on on the same highway and turning around and coming back. So it's not a huge, huge deal. All right. I got you. Let me uh, give you a call back. Sorry about being in and out, but we're still trying to figure things out. I understand. No problem. Thanks for calling ahead, by the way. It's it's good of yeah, you. Yeah. No problem. All right. Thank Talk to you later. Bye. What's slack packing? Slack packing is where... Um, you're hiking the trail, la-di-da-da-da, I got my heavy backpack. Wouldn't it be so great, like, knowing that, okay, mostly what you do when you hike, most of your weight is your tent, your food that you eat at camp when you get done hiking that day, and, a, you know, tent steaks and, like, extra amenities. And also, like, your, your battery packs for your phone, yeah. your, your charging bricks. Wouldn't it be great if I didn't have to carry all that, if I could just have like a fanny pack with like, and, and like a few water bottles. Yeah. I'm like, or like have a, a cool tack, like, uh, like a fanny pack, you know, the type of fanny packs that have the, like the holsters there for like two water bottles. Yeah. Cause if you're hiking like a few miles and you drink a whole bunch of water beforehand, you really don't need snacks no. or maybe like some protein bars. Mm. So there are sections on the trail where you cross highways. The slack packing is you get to a highway yeah. and you have a guy meet you there with a car. You unload your backpack into the car and you're left with just your trekking poles and your fanny pack with some water and food. And then the car drives to the next crossing mm. with your packs ready for you nice. or to your shelter or somewhere else. And then you hike really light without the pack on and you make you you make tons of miles really fast. You can almost jog it. Yeah. So and it also is, saves your back. It saves your spirit. It's something to look forward to. I mean, and so but it's viewed as the slackers way of doing it. Ah, but sometimes doing that is very good for your body. Yeah, because you 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 instead of taking a zero day, which is where you just stay at a shelter or stay at a campsite and just rest all day, you can actually have, you can rest. You don't have, ask anybody who was, you know, in the military and had a hike with a pack on how much worse that is than just, wow, another big bottle. Yes. Um, then just having, you know, just a hydration pack or something like that. And trekking poles, you can just la di da along. Yeah. That's like a nice stroll in the woods versus then a hike. So that's what that guy, you know, wanted. I mean, it sounds but like I don't like waking up in the morning, man. No, who does? Um, I mean, I'm sure there are morning people. Yeah, but... like like older folks, like that guy Kevin I was talking about. Yeah. Now he doesn't I think he, the earliest he'll wake up is probably seven. And he lives nearby Port Clinton, which I don't you know we drive past Port Clinton, you know, on our filming runs, but it's still a little bit of a ways yeah. to drive from here. I got to pee soon and we got tons of super chats. Um, mm. I will pee and I'll, 
entertain them with something. Yeah. I'll come um, up with a story for something. Oh, here's, I mean, the, the, the super chat here is like a general question. I'll pee oh, cool. and I'll bring the sign back Rock with me. So beer for Bruce rock and roll. Have you seen or heard of YouTuber Wesley Kagan building a Miata with Koenig style camless valves? Brilliant and nerdy. Um, that does sound brilliant and nerdy. No, I have not heard of Wesley Kagan. Um, but I will take measures to correct that oversight in the hours ahead. Man, it's really looking like rain out there. Hey, has anyone ever seen the movie Population 436? It's on Netflix right now. It was a straight to DVD video from like 2006 or something. And it has Fred Durst in it as like this sympathetic. Well, like he's not a bad guy, but he's a bad guy kind of in the movie. But basically it's this census worker goes to this town called, I think like Rockwell Falls or whatever. And he's, uh, He's there to take the population and it's been 436 for every census. And it's kind of like Shirley Jackson's The Lottery uh, in that it's a small town, creepy people. They do things just so. But it's very, it's a very mid 2000s movie in the way that it's like edited. And in some of the actors who appear, I mean, I'm not saying like Fred Durst should win an Oscar or anything, but like he did a good job in the movie for what he was asked to do. And so I went to his... Instagram because I forgot that I follow him because he has like all these glorious Malays era cars posted on his Instagram and uh, he had posted a story or something along the lines. And I don't know, like I was just like, yo, population 436 is good or dope, whatever, some stupid thing, um, which like I don't message people on their like celebrities on Instagram, much less like random people like Fred Durst. Uh, but it is a good movie. It's just it's it's like a, an extended episode of the Twilight Zone, for lack of a better term. Um, yeah. And then I'm doing some, I don't know. I, I need to get like more work done on Betty just to like restore the center console lid so that it's not a jagged thing that looks like a Transformer by Michael Bay. Oh, forgot the sign. Uh, Christian. Oh, I can get this. Merkin sang. Oh, oh thanks, Nick. Yeah. Greetings from Rochester, New York, home of all the dead companies. But not Wegmans, because that place <laughs> is still that's still <laughs> popping off. Thank you, Christian. Christian, Christian. Get him, Steve. Dave. Nice reference. Since you're shoveling hikers again, will you make another video journal essay about it? Eh, I. I feel like if I did, it would be mean because I'd be like complaining about the smell. Dude, next year, I already got my sights set. Like I already, you know, we have the Toyota Sarah and I love it and I've been driving a lot. And but already now that it's 2001 and we can have 1995 cars, that means we can legally have the Mitsubishi Delica space gear the new body style of it for 95 or it's all, Oh, it's all blobby and like full nineties because the ones previous to that, I think we're uh, still kind of the eighties style into the nineties, but now we can have the new ones and they have one over at, uh, um, they have one over at 
Muller's dealership. But I don't want to get too excited because they made tons of Delicas and the support groups is, are, are way bigger than the Sarah. So there'll be tons of resources for the Delica. And I will gladly dive into that soon. So next year, my hiker shuttle will probably be a Mitsubishi Delica. Music thoughts for Brian. King Crimson. Love it. Islands or Red? For Nick Fleetwood Mac. Nick likes Fleetwood Mac. <clears throat> Mystery to Me or Tusk. Good song. Also album, cover, car raps. Good or bad idea? Also an album. Yeah. I don't think anybody has done an album cover as a car rap. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got some albums here. Like... Oh, I forgot to sign this stuff. Great. I saw the sign that he stopped asking questions. No more super okay. So, Nick, uh, help me line these out. So, first off, I think one of the best wraps you could have for a car. Um, or, I mean, look at the screen to like line oh, me up. Oh. Yeah. There we go. So, I thought we were talking like bar. One of, I think, one of the best album covers for rapping would be uh, Purple Rain. I think you could do this like without the text and just have it be that. Oh, absolutely. Or, but the thing about the Purple Rain album is that no one really fits my hand up. It is, Jimmy. Is the jacket on the inside that no one talks about, which is just that. I think that would be why I'm calling out. That, that would be the thing to do. Is it interesting? Am I interested? Uh, yeah. Next up, is this Rolling Stones album? Very nice. Which is just that. Ooh. From the era of when uh, you don't even need to have liner notes. You just A little bit of glare. Glare? Yeah, oh, there you go. That's good. Yeah, that would work too. That would work too. So that's the Goat's Head Soups album. You notice I had a look for it. I forget. Like, what is this album called? Goat's Head Soup. Going more modern with this Drunken Lullabies by Flogging Molly. Ooh. And yes, I have Flogging Molly on vinyl. Now, this is more, this is a traditional inside album cover, which is just the guys. I think you would just do that. Yeah. There's nothing really on the back. You just have that. And they didn't do, Flogging Molly didn't do anything for the, for the sleeve, although they did press it on green vinyl, which is nice. Yeah. And lastly, the one album that Joey Diaz says he couldn't listen to for a while um, because it freaked him out, Houses of the Holy by Led Zeppelin. Just that. Oh, no. That's for a van. You got a naked van holding up a woman with a castle. The whole room went Fucking red. tremendous. Tremendous. It's, it's, I mean, and, and Joe Rogan talked about it too. That's super weird. Like It's like naked kids is the front of the album. But it's also the back. Like it's it, it, weird, right? Yeah. I mean, one thing it says, dude, it's it's the seventies. Like, chill out. 
but the inside is amazing. Yes. And those are my suggestions for if you take an album and make it a make it a wrap. Uh so we did busky funk about music thoughts. Oh yeah, album cover wraps, which just we just did. A walrus. Uh, this is the second malaise era. Turbos and direct ejection into everything. Hybrids as standard powertrains and not enough reasonably priced electric cars just to avoid all that crap. Could be. Mm. Could be. We fit like a limit of internal combustion engines, just as in the 70s, they hit a limit of technology for internal. Like, yeah, we got to abide by these rules, but we don't know how. But at the same time, like you have the Corolla hatch, which I know I made fun of it. It's not as fun as a Paseo, but it's still a fantastic car and it does very good mileage. The power is reasonable for a stick shift. For a stick shift, what am I talking about? Reasonable for an economy car. Maybe. I'm not sure if I completely agree with you, but I understand where you're coming from. Thanks. Bob says, ever played Dungeons and Dragons or no? I have no. no patience for tabletop games. I'm bored. Instantly, I'm well, use your imagination. I can use my imagination for other things. That's true. Uh no. I mean, I, I would rather just can we like can I like clean your car? No. Nah. Like I can I just do some auto detailing for you? Good question. Oh, Yonkin 9001 P says, greetings from Chile. Hello from Chile. Thank you for watching. Um, James doesn't have a question, but thank you so much for your donation. I thank appreciate you. it. Forrest says, I'm at the junkyard getting a uh, cylinder head for a 1989 Civic. Cool. Nice. All you got to do is not nick it on the way out, <laughs> and you've got a great cylinder head. Don't know if he's going to take it to a machine shop or not just to clean it off or who knows what. Hey, projects are projects. P. Melling 2293 says, thanks for the answer, guys. Thank oh, you thank for you. giving a super <laughs> chat just to say thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you. Ben Fibble says, would you be interested in my 1990 Jeep Cherokee manual? No. I mean, I went through my Jeep phase. Like I wanted a Wrangler. And every now and again, I see an XJ for sale. But there's no real trails to take it on. And they're terrible on the road. And what? The, the guy from... Uh, What's off-road recovery? Matt's off-road recovery. You got to do a few things to an XJ. According to him, not too, too much, but it's not a simple, not a simple, hey, swap this for this and take the sway bars out. Um, you still need respectable tires. You need to think about your gearing. You need to think about body. And now you have to think about rust. Now they live in Utah, so they may not have the East Coast rust rehab. And then if you buy a car from, say, Arizona, New Mexico, maybe even Florida, and you bring it to the Northeast, then you've got to think about rust prevention options. So, no, I have no real use for a, a Cherokee manual, as hip as it may be. But thank you for offering. Bob, thank you, Bob. Question for Roman? Oh, uh, Roman, native Swede here. I'd be honored to help you out with this with Saab names and stuff. Haven't seen a Saab documentary yet. Would be neat. How about that? Um, I might take you up on that offer if I get around to that video. I mean, obviously, I got to get cracking. Yeah. Um, Give a shout out for your email. Oh yeah, it's regular cars the Roman all one word at gmail.com. So yeah, just uh, hit me up there. Thank you. 
Thank you. Kate White. Okay, I think we're caught up. Hey, uh, more money. I have a 1997 two-wheel drive 4Runner. Didn't even know they made them in two-wheel drive. And wanted to get a 1980 sports car. The answer is always Miata, 1989. Um, any suggestions? Oh, wait. We already talked about this. Yeah. You wanted it earlier. Toyota Celica. Toyota Celica. The answer is Celica. Toyota Celica. You can even get flip-up headlights on that, too. Hmm. Um, there are a few left. Yeah. Still? Yeah. But, 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 but I can't read. Sir, uh, is Russian text called Cyrillic? Oh, I don't know. I'm sorry for my ignorance. I wanted to experience dailying different types of cars before internal combustion engine death. It's going to be, it's not, you'll be fine. It's not going anywhere. Uh, currently, I've only driven naturally aspirated Revy Japanese stuff. Rotary and V8's definitely on the list. What else is worthy out there? Well, clearly a turbo. Um, of course, now turbos can be anything you want. Like my brother drives a Jetta, and yes, it has a turbocharger. Do you feel it? No. No. It doesn't do anything. All it does is take, I think it's a 1.3 liter engine, and makes it feel like a 1.5. Or maybe it's, it is a 1.5, and it makes it feel like a 1.8. Or maybe it's a 1.8 and the tiny turbocharger makes it feel like a two liter. Whatever. Um, you would. Yeah, there's that fan. It's making the noise now. But <laughs> I don't like want to turn it off because there's a nice breeze. It's like a tiny cricket or something. Yeah. I don't, can't remember if I shot WD-40 into that motor before. Mm. And it's. You know, you turn off the electricity to it and it doesn't. And as the fan winds down, that noise instantly stops. Um, what else is worthy out there? Yeah, um, we're talking like 80s laggy turbos. And we talked about sobs before. They're a great example of what people used to think turbos were. It takes forever to build pressure. And when they do, whoa, Nelly. Mm. Um, so you're probably answer if you want to go turbocharger is, you know, people are going to think this answer is. Oh, that's what everybody does. And it's true because they're a great entry-level performance turbocharged engine is Subaru WRX. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you, don't, you don't even have to go SEI, uh, STI, just WRX. Um, now they are on the pricier side. And then, and then V8s, you know, talk about Malay's air cars. There's some pretty crappy V8s out there. Um, Ain't that the truth? Yeah. I think the way to enter V8s is I brought this car up a number of times. S197 Mustang, three valve modular. It's a great V8. They've had some issues with, I think, the cam phasers or something like that. But other than that, it's fine. And it's way cheaper than buying a something with a coyote motor in it. I don't know what you're getting in Russia, but uh, Mustangs are kind of everywhere. The thing is, and maybe Nick can attest to this like mustangs kind of do everything and everything else after you well v8s of course is a v6 but they they kind of do a little bit of everything for like they're kind of like the sport they still retain the sports car for everybody well yeah it's uh perfect for an english major like me because jack of all trades master of none that's more or less what my mm -hmm. sn97 is 
So, or SN95, what am I talking about? I'm out of my mind. It's been a long day. It's um, hot. It is hot. It's like I got heat brain. It's like that's that should be a thing. Yeah. All right. So slant the quarter Greek says what currently is on the list of eventual replacements for Goldie? <laughs> Another second gen Forester. <laughs> uh, things that will kill Goldie. Accident. Um, head gasket. Oh, that, that won't kill a Subaru. You can always replace them. Or something catastrophic rust problems that I didn't know about. Um, yeah, a second gen Forester fits my needs as a camera car and as a daily and as a uh, shuttle vehicle for the Appalachian Trail. And it kind of does everything. Very much so. Except for height carrying six people. Like if I had the Delica, it would carry six people. Yeah. Um, Man, that would be a perfect AT shuttle thing because yeah. you have like those two, uh, like the bench seats mm -hmm. in the back. They're both facing each, each other, other the whole time. Yeah. So the smell goes directly into, <laughs> into each other. Each other. <laughs> like, they don't just, breathe on me. Breathe yeah. on each other. I'm just imagining the stink lines. Though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember if the middle windows rolled down or not. I don't remember either. It's yeah. offhand. And I, uh, I don't know. Um, so... Other replacements for Goldie, uh, Toyota 4Runner is honestly the only ever other one. Or I think uh, Modern Forester, we are we, we use that one Forester Sport, I think, as a camera car yeah. for something. And even with the tinted rear window, things worked fine. So, uh, yeah, it would be another Forester or a Toyota 4Runner. Mm. Um, Kellen Data. PO1 data here. Just saying thanks for the years of entertainment, Star Trek references, and hot dicks. Decal coming? Decal. Oh, hot dicks decal coming? Like a <laughs> hot dicks? I don't I will have to check the legality and if the if that's unseen obscene. I would I always encourage people, and people have messaged me about this. Um, and I know it's not the the thing that as a business person you're supposed to do but it's something that i would do for brands when they didn't have something i want which is invest in creating your own merchandise True. which is to say that like if you want like an rcr uh decal there are places that'll make custom decals you just download the rcr logo and but well i mean not literally like that but i mean like if you wanted a hot dicks decal mm -hmm. you write hot dicks in chunk five font mm -hmm. and um you know it's uh, go somewhere get it made and you know just slap it on there and then let someone else worry about that type of thing you can do that with just about any rcr line there are a lot of um you know decals of varying degrees of popularity on our uh zazzle store but mm -hmm. it's something where you know ultimately i think the fans know better about what they want because i think if we made a sticker for like every line yeah. that, that people liked we would well i mean we wouldn't really have time to make the show because we'd just be designing because no one really designs any of it it's just um stuff that we come up with and just slap on a thing so mm -hmm. i don't know but yeah i, I mean we're, we don't have like a legal team that's going to come after you if you make yeah. your own custom hot dicks decal. Yeah. I promise. We don't care. Uh, it's just yeah. do you do what makes you happy. That's the only thing that's important as long as it's not hurting anybody else and you're not hurting us. So rock and roll. 
Very legal, very cool. Says, what are your thoughts on the new General Motors electric crate engine? I don't even know that they did that. Yeah, this is new. Demoed in the 77 Blazer. Huh. Also, I'm working for the U.S. Forest Service this summer, and surprisingly, the Ram fleet trucks are nicer than the Chevys. That surprises me. Hmm. That Stellantic, what is it? Stellantis. Stellantis. Stellantis is outdoing General Motors as far as interior quality. I mean, for me, interior quality of the domestics usually goes Ford first, then GM. And, well, you're right. Some of the Dodges weren't all that bad on the inside. And Ford is usually has the best. Overall, I know there's Cadillac. But when I see a Cadillac, I see a warmed over Chevy these days. So I don't know. So... Uh, I like the idea of a manufacturer offering an electric crate motor. If you want to be specific, it's not an engine. It's a motor. Blah, 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 blah. Of course, I'm the same guy who says coyote motor, and it's not a coyote motor. It's a coyote engine. Um, yeah, it's interesting. And thank you for your donation. Uh, Busky Funk says, I believe this is the last one. What I meant was, which of those two albums do you guys prefer? Oh, oh, of the two albums, I don't, I don't have preferences. Neither do I. It's uh, weird. People always um, sort of ask what my favorite like song or album or whatever. The only answer that I have is for movie, and it's Excalibur from 1981 by John Borman. Uh, but as far as music goes, it's whatever I'm listening to. As far as albums go, it's whatever I'm listening to. Like, yeah. I don't really, like, I can't categorize music, like, because I love it all mm -hmm. and, you know, of the things that I like. So I have such intense feelings about the songs that I like. And the thing is, is that, like, I've never at any point in my life outside of maybe, like, Stunt, uh, 16 Stone, uh, Where mm -hmm. Have All the Merrymakers Gone, I've never been an album guy. Mm -hmm. I've always been a songs guy where, you know, um, either I'm burning CDs with the songs I like on them or I'm getting a soundtrack with a mix of things on there. Yeah. I was a big soundtrack guy. Um, the first X-Files movie has like a great soundtrack, but the um, that's how I am now, especially with Spotify. It makes it easier for you to be like a yeah. songs guy because you're yeah. discovering new artists and new songs. But then sometimes you don't always go and look at everything else that the artist has. Right. Or sometimes you overdo it and you just load up on the artists and you mm -hmm. love it. But they're all a scatter of songs from different albums. And maybe you never even touch one of their like earlier albums. It's just mm -hmm. this strange thing you can never be sure about. So, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with the whole thing of like not really having preferences. Yeah. Um, I was also thinking a tusk rap as in dun 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 that tusk seems with tusk act four. That's the only tusk I know. And then they said Jojo. So I guess they're using Jojo Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, I guess they're using that. I guess. And um, not roundabout. Well, it yes. changes every season. Like the uh, one that took place in the nineties, they use oh, um, that song by uh, uh, oh, what's the name of the band? It's on the tip of my tongue, and I forget. They're the band that did like um, 
I want to bear with you on a mountain. I want to have like you in 98 degrees. No, uh, it was like two guys and they were like, I know, I know what you're talking about. Um, but it was like, I want you is the name of the song and it's, um, Savage Garden. Savage Garden. There we go. The, cher oh. the cherry cola guys. Cherry cola. Yeah, that's yeah. the song that they use in the outro. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And yeah. Um I and for the one in the eighties, they use like walk like an Egyptian. And that like mm -hmm. fits so well. And I oh, yeah. never noticed how much of a banger walk like an Egyptian <laughs> is. Like that that's, yeah, 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 that song slaps is great. to this very day. <laughs> uh but yeah. Oh, uh there was someone in the regular chat who said, um, but yeah, only if you say please says, Brian, do you remember in your podcast with Fred from Down the Rabbit Hole? I asked for your opinion on putting bike carbs on a 1989 Toyota Starlet. With your approval, I went and did it and it runs great. Wait, what carbs? A bike carbs. Oh, motorcycle. Okay. So he yeah. has, does he have individual carbs, like one for each cylinder? Uh, don't know. Didn't well, specify. Probably because like the Starlet, like everybody thinks of is the one that has the 5E FTE, the turbo Starlet. From mm. the 90s so probably it was an older one with uh individual individual carbs hey if it runs it runs great i mean the thing about individual carbs is that to me it's like okay you've moved all the power to the top end but at the same time you can have more control but if you're also making more power with without having to uh grind out your intake ports then yeah it says someone says yeah, uh, ZX6R cars. No, that's okay. him. Uh, but I have an older Starlet with a single cam 12 valve. Okay, cool. Yeah, that was the so first modern thing. carburetors. Okay, you're going to get a lot better fuel, uh, fluid dynamics going through those things. Hey, that's cool, man. Hmm. I wonder if Fred ever said anything earlier. That, no, he didn't. Yeah, it, it all depends because he's on three hours because uh, he's on the West Coast. So Right, so it's 5, 4, 3, 2. It's 2 in the afternoon for him. Yeah. All right. I wonder if that guy is actually going to get to the pavilion by six when he said. Man, now I have that song stuck in my head from. I need you. I just know. Yeah. But yeah, that was just. I'm going to probably be throwing that on Spotify on the way home. Got to listen to something other than like my new obsession with Eurovision, which is just the song contest to end all song contests. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's very bizarre. After but, this, there will be no more. <laughs> it's like, what would you have to do to make the, the song contest show to just like this is the last one no one's ever gonna top this well no it's not a it's not a talent competition it's literally like songwriting contests okay but they get people to perform the songs and it's about who wrote the best well it's not about the best song the same way the talent competitions aren't about the best and sometimes the performance or the performers are the ones who wrote the song but the thing is that in eurovision you can't vote for your own country you got to vote for like somebody else's and so this year okay. like the winner was from italy and it's this italian like 
rock band and it's a great song like this is the most stacked eurovision it's so dope and apparently we're doing it next year like america song writing contest i'm like i could write a stupid kitschy song yeah that, and get somebody else to perform it as long as i'm not the one who has to get on a stage in front of like millions of people mm -hmm. uh, on tv like because you know anxiety and everything uh and also like i it wouldn't be that good um which is not to like clown on myself i just mean like relative to everybody else who would probably be singing there so mm -hmm. you know it's like I, I don't know like and plenty of famous people have competed in eurovision like engelbert humberdink and bonnie tyler so it's like nice after they were already famous yeah and like abba got famous off eurovision celine dion it's like this strange thing where you know it's about the song but also it's about like how weird and quirky and bizarre do they have to is. like arrange the song as well yeah okay. i mean like someone online described it as the best or, or the best way that i've seen it described is it's um the annual like contest to discover the next great gay dance club song uh... um, which see for modern Euro eurovision sounds accurate but just not this year mm. <laughs> or the last one before this year but yeah it's a great great thing it's weird and i love it i see the tops of the trees out there through the window that's there moving so i wonder if we're seeing the roll cloud come through so it's about to like the sky's about to dump oh time yeah. to go on weather underground i freaking love driving home from your house in the in the torrential downpour while i'm listening to the case file podcast and well, all is good with the world here's our radar and there's here's us and a front is like on us but there's nothing really yeah the front is hugging us like the yeah May it's, it's all fight. up there above i-80 where all the rain is did you see any of that mayweather fight no like i didn't watch it either i saw clips i just of it saw online like tweets about it like people booed at the end of it yeah i didn't watch shit. i wanted my money back it's like <laughs> I'm about to form a class action suit to get my money back. This is bullshit. Um, I mean, if he's letting YouTubers go the distance with him, like I'll throw some gloves on. Shit. What's our what's our extended forecast? Only if you say please says. Uh, if I remember correctly, there are plans for RCR to go to continental Europe in a few years. In which case, I'd love for my car Germany. to be removed. Yeah. or uh, reviewed not removed um i did submit my car in advance uh in that case i'll just you know uh, i'll enter eurovision while i'm up there now you got to win like a regional contest while you're up there but it would be hilarious if you know so the rain is supposed to be at five so i guess it came and went hmm. and we're here at six but here at 6 p.m., we still have a 76% chance of rain. And then it drops down to 15% at 10. So odds are me getting that box or that guy's ill. Okay, so here's what I got to do when I pick up that sleeping bag. That means he slept in it, which Ooh. means it's going to stink, which means I need to go bring a box, a bunch of like dryer sheets, and tape and we tape and seal that motherfucker right there at the pavilion yeah because i gotta sit in the back of that car and film on the weekend and i'm putting it in a trash bag yeah. too yeah. on top of I'll that try, it's well, going in a trash bag and then going in the box yeah 
yeah, just tell him it's because it's going to rain and you, you don't want the box. Of course. Wet, so he doesn't get all offended that yeah. like. But then uh, he's yeah. I'm going to have to bring a Sharpie and a bunch of pieces of paper because you can't count on a, on a through hiker being prepared for anything. Nope. Um, so, I, yeah, well, he says if he doesn't even have a box from the from the place, he's yeah, he yeah. doesn't have anything no, no. marked with either. Well, I mean, he might have a marker, but he's not going to have like the yeah. uh, things, things, also stuff. But oh. there was someone in the comments who asked if we're going to be at Carlisle this year. I mean, I don't plan to go. No, but... we didn't go to Ford Nationals and I didn't yeah. go to imports and I, I'm kind of over car shows. For now, like even even the right hand JDM meet, I'm like I spent more time hanging on a park bench talking to Tony Airlines and Renee and Ben, and then actually I I looked at some cars and well, it was fortunate enough to talk to the other Sarah drivers, so so that was nice. Yeah, but I don't know if I want to go to car shows this year. <laughs> Wait until they find out the entirety of Eastern Europe consists of PA dubbers. Nice, <laughs> go figure. It'll be familiar. So is were those all the super chat questions? Yeah, we're done. Oh, all right, cool. Because my shoes are currently outside on the shoe rack. Now it's covered. It's not going to get wet. Yeah, might get a little spray. It, I'll, yeah. I'll live. I'll survive. Um, so thank you so much for joining us for the RCR podcast. I know these are infrequent. We are marching to 100 podcasts strong. And uh, But for now, we really thank you guys for supporting us with the Super Chat, with our Patreon, because it helps us to exist as a much larger channel than we are. Mm -hmm. And so um, – and. When the time comes for travel again, that's where the travel budget comes from. It comes from Patreon. It comes from the Super Chat outside of the occasional beer or coffee that you pay right. for for us. So thank you, thank you for everything. And uh, until next time, I am Nick. I'm Brian. And have a great week. Stay cool. Stay dry. Unless you're going swimming. Rock and roll. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Have a good night.